Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness Candor Podcast. I am joined today by Missy McCain-Ball. She is a former figure competition overall winner, winner, which qualified her to uh, compete nationally. And she's also a local celebrity at Balance Fitness in Harrison, Ohio. I know she's probably going to deny that, but she can't. She, I have proof, and you'll see it later. Um, I think she's very extremely inspirational. She has a, an iron will, an iron mind, and I know she's going to bring a lot to the table today in terms of uh, what it takes to overcome some obstacles and to, to change your mindset and change your life, really, is what it comes down to. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, I think it's going be, to be fun. So Missy, thanks for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I told you. Um <laughs> No, because everybody, well, look, everybody at Balance, like they, they know, they know who you are and everybody's, you know, you're super friendly. Obviously you talk to anybody, but I mean, everybody knows who you are and what you do. And I think it'd be really cool if you just, for a hundred years, right. (laughs) Well, you look damn good for, for being a hundred. So that's, that's whatever you're taking. I'll take some. Um, so really when, when you and I first spoke, uh, well, actually let's go back to the beginning. Joel, uh, Wayne Scott, he is the one who told me, he's like, look, you really need to talk to her. You really need to get a hold of her. So, um, when we first spoke, we, you basically just said it, you kind of chuckled like, you know, nobody thinks, I don't understand why people think I'm anything special. And right before we recorded this, you said the exact same thing. But I think when people actually hear your story, they'll, they'll realize like either they'll make a connection. Some point of it will, will touch them. Like they've dealt with it before, what you what you went through, what you have gone through, or or they'll say, well, this is this is why it's special because of X Y Z. So, um, tell us, just give us uh, some background of of who you are, where you came from, and and we can kind of go from there. Okay. Um, well, I was. I mean, I'm from here, from Harrison. I was born here, um, and I grew up heavy my whole life. Um, I didn't play any sports. Um, I mean, my family only had one car. It was never really an option to play sports, but it wasn't just wasn't something that I did. Um, I mean, I, there was several distinct memories through my childhood of being teased about my weight. Um, when I graduated from high school, I was about 170, 180 pounds, and I'm five foot two, which doesn't maybe seem that much now. But I mean, I was 18 years old, and it was 1995. It was kind of different then. It was a bigger deal. Um, it didn't affect me that much, I guess I would say. I mean, I always liked who I was. I just, I know what it feels like to not like the skin that you're living in, and that's kind of where I was. Um, and then I went to college, and I started to lose weight in college a little bit just from being busy. I mean, I was paying my way to college. So I was working. I was studying. I was um, in school for nursing, so I was doing my clinicals. And um, it was right, I guess, probably my senior year of college. Some friends asked me to join a gym with them. And, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, well, I mean, I'll do it. But, 
you know, just to kind of hang out with them. It's, I, I won't go. It'll be a waste. It's fine. So I joined the gym. Um, I have a distinct memory of all four of us being next to each other on treadmills walking. And then, so that was my senior year of college. That year I graduated in 99. And that year kind of, I got thrown into adulting pretty quickly. Like I graduated, I got married two months later. Um, I started a new career as a nurse. I was working nights. I was working weekends. Um, the marriage pretty quickly went bad, not bad per se. I mean, we were good together at the time, but he was out doing, I don't know what with, I don't know who. Um, so there was a lot of time spent worrying about that. And that kind of evolved into me losing more weight. And as I lost weight, you know, people compliment you. And then it became like, almost an obsession in the sense where everything else in my life was out of control. And the one thing that I could control was how much I exercised and how much I was eating. And I kind of stopped eating and lost a ton of weight. So there was probably, I say now maybe a year, but I don't really know if it was quite that long where um, I was on the treadmill for an hour, just doing the treadmill and I would eat hardly anything. So I went from being heavy my whole life to looking back now, I'll, I'll call it anorexia at the time. I didn't really know. I just, knew that nobody could it was the one thing I could control um and then one day in the gym I walked into the bathroom and one of the girls there um was getting ready for a show she was doing bodybuilding and again at the time that was kind of you know rare I mean at one point the news came and did a story on us at the gym because we had so many girls that were competing and it was unusual but I just remember walking in and seeing her in her competition suit and thinking I will never look like that and I will never just the look on her face of like the confidence she had like how good she felt about herself. I remember thinking, like, I will never feel that way about myself, no matter how. I was big, and I wasn't happy in my skin, and now I am skinny, and I'm so unhappy in my skin. And um, one of the trainers said, you know, you can do that. Like, if you would get off that stupid treadmill and come over to the weight room, (laughs) you can do that. And, I mean, it was really – there's no pivotal moment, I don't think. Like, it was a series of events over time, but, like, just her saying that and someone – saying to me, looking at me and saying, like, it's possible. Like, you can. I promise you can. And so I asked her to show me a few things, and she started showing me a few things. And at the time, I didn't realize that, you know, she really was looking for a client. Well, I didn't pay her, and she never asked. <laughs> Again, in hindsight, <laughs> the marriage kept going bad. I mean, he was cheating multiple times. He was not supportive of the weightlifting once it started at all. Um, and again, hindsight, I mean, most of it was because he, there was a lack of ego there, and he saw me getting stronger physically and mentally and emotionally, and it, he wasn't okay with that. And then her name was Ramona, um, the woman who started, who taught, put the weight in my hand for the first time, started teaching me things. Um, things started going bad in her life, and then it was like she needed me as much as I needed her. She was teaching me in the weight room. I was helping her deal with all kinds of things that were happening in her life, and then she got very sick. So probably three or four months in, I had actually picked a show date, um, and she got sick and was in the hospital, I mean, for weeks, really sick. So I would train in the mornings. I'd go to the hospital and take care of her, visit her, um, and then I, I was kind of on my own. So I kind of had to teach myself, and I just picked up every muscle and fitness magazine, every men's weightlifting magazine I could find, and just did the workouts, went through all of them, then did them, and taught myself how to do things. I would look up videos at the time. I don't even remember if they were YouTube, but I remember, you know, like <laughs> looking for videos and finding, looking for form, trying to figure out form. I think YouTube and, was around um, 2006. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think that there is YouTube, but there is something. I remember looking at videos of something. And um, so let's see, my first competition would have been like 2001, I guess. And I actually considered canceling it because I said that if Ramona couldn't be there, I didn't want to be there either. It didn't mm. matter how much I had prepped, how much I had trained. Like she was my person and I wasn't going if she couldn't be there. Right. But she got well enough. And um, I won overall in that show, which I still, it's still, I can still remember my face and more importantly, the girls' faces around me. Like I think I told you this when we first talked that I'm, uh, you know, if anybody comes to me and says they want to compete, do it for sure. 100% if you want to do it, it's, you teach, you learn so much about yourself and so much about how much drive and dedication you have. But standing up there, I just knew that it wasn't for me. Like, I don't compete well. I don't want to compete with other people. I don't, the look on the girls' faces, I loved winning overall, but I hated seeing them lose. Like, it was not, I don't know. I want to lift other people up. I don't want to compete with them. We can all be great. Um, well, because you know how much work that they put in too, right? I mean, they put in yes, just as much work they as you did, and just as hard as that. Yes, right. Yes, it's crazy to me that we stand there and let a stranger decide who looks better. Right. Um, so I went over on that show, and then I quickly did another one, and I don't remember um, time wise. I just knew that I, that that qualified me to compete nationally, which I intended to do. So we picked a bigger, just local show for me to do, just to get a feel for, you know, being on a stage with far more people than in my first one. And so I did that. And then within the next year, I competed nationally in Chicago. And um, I did pretty well there, actually, for being on a national stage. I want to say I did, like, 15th or 16th, and there was, like, I don't know, like 50 girls in my – I mean, it was crazy. It was so big. Um, and over this whole time, um, the marriage is coming and going, but I decided that we wanted to have a baby, and – because of the previous anorexia and then going straight from that into the weightlifting, um, I had to do fertility for a year. So then that time was spent, steroids, hormones. Um, I wasn't allowed to exercise at all, not even walk on the treadmill at all. Um, so I gained 60 pounds just to get pregnant. Wow. And then I got pregnant. Um, actually, I, I, my last round of fertility, I decided that it had been a year. I needed a break. I just needed my body back to rest for a little bit. And um, it was our last round, our last night, like the next morning we were going in for whatever. And I found out um, that my husband had like an account on adultfriendfinders.com. I remember thinking, what the hell was I doing? At the time, I was already pregnant, but I didn't know. So um, so I was, got, I was pregnant. I got pregnant. I had my son in 2005. When I delivered my son in 2005, I was 225 pounds. And again, 5'2". Right. Um, and then, so then after that, like I had my son, life was normal for a little while. I just went back to kind of my normal routine. I could, I could exercise, I could eat normal. Um, and so the weight started coming off, you know, not, not crazy, but just like normal. I was losing weight. So by the time that I got pregnant with my daughter without even trying. And so my weight was down and I don't remember at that time how much I weighed, but I wasn't 225 pounds, but I wasn't thin by any means either and I had her in 2007 and then uh, nothing was restricted during that pregnancy I could work out I could eat normal so I kept doing that had her and then once I had her it just I just went back into that routine of I don't want to say competition eating because when you're eating for a competition it's 
super strict and then you lose all perspective of what your relationship is with food. But kind of just the same general idea, you know, like you're eating the six meals a day, you're eating every three hours, everything's based in the protein and the vegetables and the clean carbs and the water and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and it's really where I've lived for the last, I mean, since 2007, 2008, I guess, you know, I've better for a year. So, you know, kind of normal in there. And I just got back in the gym and I just did it. It's just what I do. And that's what I tried to describe earlier is like, it doesn't, it's, it's odd to me that anyone, until I started my Instagram page, Instagram page in August, at the very much encouragement of a friend, nothing that I, I had no idea that anybody cared what I was doing or what I had to say, because. I mean, I don't get it. I was weightlifting. I didn't invent weightlifting. I was just doing it <laughs> at all. But now I see like what is special about it is that it's not special. I'm not special. I am normal. I'm every mom. I'm every wife and daughter out there. Like hmm. things in your life go bad. Shit goes bad. Yep. And you have to pick yourself up from that. You have to, you know, shit gets heavy. Your life gets heavy. Your marriage gets heavy. Your finances get heavy and the weights get heavy and every time you push through something you're getting stronger and you're building yourself up for the next challenge that's coming along it's no it all relates back and Jeez. and the whole in the meantime you're getting healthier your bone density is better you're burning calories you're sleeping better you have more energy i mean it's endless it's endless to me and um i don't i feel now like i've always been kind of a shy person um, whether it's because I was overweight as a child or not, I don't know. But I, I've always been kind of shy, and just in the, over the last year or so, I know that what Ramona gave to me, I need to give to other people now. Like, mm -hmm. whether I'm uncomfortable doing a podcast or I'm uncomfortable doing a seminar or a class or even sometimes in the gym, like, you know, I'll say, like, I'm really not being nasty. Like, I don't – it doesn't occur to me that you would want me to say hi to you sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not – I just <laughs> – but I need to do that. I need to. This yeah. past year is about me stepping out of boxes and yeah. becoming, again, stronger and growing and whatever. So I need to give that back. Like, I need to be that person that looks at somebody and says, you can do that because you can. Everybody can. Yep. You can. It's, that's awesome. I'm not special. I'm normal. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's one of the big reasons that I wanted to share your story. And, you know, let's cycle back for a second because I, I think I've said this a thousand times, but this is probably... I mean, this is definitely a time where it's never rang truer that we can have all of this information that people share with us, but if we don't share that with somebody else, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? right? I mean, it, you and I talked about that too. It's just, it's, it, especially someone in the industry who took the time, um, who saw something in you or in a person and they said, you can do that too. They, like, they saw something, you know, there was like, there was something there and that was a draw, and, and for whatever reason, um, and that you said, you know, you don't, not sure when that pivot point was, and I can't say that for sure either, but you know, that, that certainly had to be, um, a big step in that direction because it's, I mean, look how far it's come. There's, there's no doubt about that. Those couple of words that that person said completely changed the trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. It, it right. compl Sparked completely. Who I am today. Exactly. And, and you, and and I'm not trying to like puff you up or anything, but like lit literally you are going to, ch it. what you're going to do and what you're doing now is going to change somebody else's life. Not because of who you are, 
but be, it's because of what they're going through also. Like you can relate to that. You can relate to whatever issue somebody's going through. Like you've been there, you've done that. So many. You know, it, it's not just, it's not just like you, you start from the very beginning of the conversation, you weren't an athlete. A lot of people that I have on this, on this show or I have talked to in general or go into uh, competitions, maybe, I don't know that much about that world, but maybe they were athletes. So maybe a lot of them did come from that kind of background. You know, I'm sure quite a few of them didn't either. That's maybe that's why they got into that that um, that competition. But you know, if you're a person that is on the completely opposite side of things, and uh, you walk up to somebody who has no idea what they what their potential is, and you say, "Look, you know, sit down, let's have a conversation." You tell part of that story. That's so empowering. That's super impactful. Right. And that's, if, I, if I can do that for anybody, I, like I said, I know what it feels like to live in skin that you are not happy with. You can, you know, I was happy with who I was, but not the skin I was living in so right. many times. And now, like, and still, you know, we're women. We still look at things like, oh, that could be better. Oh, I could fix that. But <laughs> every time you go in there and you lift the weights, it's, it's indescribable. It builds every part of you. It builds your character. It makes you stronger physically and emotionally. When you get in there, you look like, you know what? I can do that. I did that. I went there today and I did that. Every time you do that and you build onto it, you're building who you are as a person every single time. Yeah. Why do you think, from from your unique perspective, why do you think that more women, like in the area that you're in, um, like, let's just we can call out balance, for instance. Like, why do you think you don't see more when I when I go there? Um, I see every once in a while, like, a majority, they are men in, in like the main weight room, but why do you feel that, um, that you don't see more women doing what you do or not necessarily doing what you do, but just strength training in general? I mean, I think to the intimidation, I think a lot of women will say that, no, I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm intimidated by the weights or I'm intimidated by the men being in there. And then another thing, a word that drives me crazy is though, is, well, I just want to tone up. Right. I think that there's a fear that they're going to look like these big, giant bodybuilding women who I'm not judging at all because that takes work, too. Yeah, it does. Um, but not everybody wants to look like that. Not everybody wants to look like me, and that's fine. Um, but there's a fear that they're going to get too big. And so, I mean, I always say, like, you are not going to wake up one day like, holy hell, where did all this muscle come from? Like, I <laughs> promise you, it takes a lot of work. This is on purpose. This did not happen on accident. Right. So I think that there's a fear of getting too big, and there's a fear of looking stupid because you don't know what you're doing. or that the men are in there and they're looking at you and it's, I know half of them don't know what they're doing either. They just have a better way of masking it a lot of the time. No, oh, that's a good point. And I was like, too, like if they're in there and somebody looks like they know what they're doing, ask, ask them, say, Hey, can you show me how to do this? Or yep. what are you doing there? What is that? The, everyone, even though we have a, I'm not going to say bad words, but we have a bad look on our face because we're focused on what we're doing. <laughs> doesn't mean that we're not nice people. We're just focused. And if you say, Hey, can you help me do this? hundred percent for sure. I would love to help you do that. Yep. We aren't always going to say, Hey, you know what? You're doing that wrong because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But if you yeah. want, by all means, ask somebody there, most of them are nice. They're going to help you. And, and they want to share that knowledge too. And plus when, if yeah. somebody comes up to you and if they ask you, Hey, what are you doing there? Or can you show me how to do whatever it is that, I mean, it's right. kind of like almost a badge of honor. It's a compliment. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. It is hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think, you know, I've had that conversation a lot too with, um, with clients, uh, female clients who will say, like, I, I don't want to lift heavy weight because I don't want to get big. And it's like, it's, yeah. there's so many factors that go into it. You know, there, I mean, 
the training style is completely different than what I even have my most of my my clients do. I, to be one hundred percent honest, Missy, I couldn't tell you. Like if you were to come to me and say, "Hey, I want to go into competition," I would be like, "I don't know how to train for that. I have, I have, I have zero idea how to, how to do something like that." So, number one, I tell people um, it takes a ton of work to get to get like that. Like you said, it's on purpose. It's very intentional. Purpose. Everything, but it's not just like what's in the weight room. Everything is geared towards that. Every that's the purpose. Everything is behind it. And number two, I wouldn't know how the hell to get you there in the first place. <laughs> so, I mean, to be completely honest, like I, I just focused on some, you know, general stuff, but, um, but that, that, I mean, that's, that's so, that's, it's good to have someone like you who's been there and done that, tell people that exact reason, like, look, here are the benefits besides looking competition ready or besides, you know, going to the bodybuilding aspect of it. Here's why, here are the other benefits. And, um, yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's something that, that more people need to do. And, uh, and you know, I'm just kind of talking off the cuff, but I would assume that if somebody walked up to a guy and said something like that, then that maybe they would only get, only focus on, you know, wanting to get big because they probably think that all guys just want to be jacked and huge, which again, is it, isn't meant for everybody. Not everybody wants to do that. And again, that takes a ton of work. Being strong is one thing. Being stronger than where you were, what you once were, is something different. Right, right. Yes, and no. There's and it's it's, it's an art too. Like a, you know, it's an art. You definitely. You're building. You, you decide what you want, and you need to you build that from there. It's an art. It's a science. It's definitely you're not just going up there in there and picking things up and putting them down. Like it's your it's a, done with a reason. Everything in there is done with a reason. Yep. So you, there's no reason. It's not boring. If you if you figure if you pay attention to it and look at the science of it and the art of it, it is super interesting. It's fascinating. It's amazing to see what you get to decide what your body's going to look like. It's totally up to you. It's not up to anybody else. Nobody else gets to decide that. You can walk in there every single day and make a conscious decision on what you're going to look like and how you're going to feel. Yep. And you can do that from your couch and be miserable and whatever, or you can make a conscious effort to do something about it and you get to decide. And yep. you don't have to be an athlete. I mean, and the whole thing, you know, about the athlete part is you don't have to be an athlete or in my case, maybe I was, but I didn't know. I right. mean, you know, I had gone 21, 22, 23 years and not known because no one had done that with me about now competing, getting ready for my competition. I was out on the track sprinting with a, with a sprinting coach because she was competing too. So we were out there doing sprints and bleachers together. And I mean, she was taller than me, her legs were longer, but I was keeping up. So maybe I was an athlete, but I didn't know that I was because it had never been presented to me until the weightlifting had been presented to me. No one else has said to me, you know what, you can probably do this until Ramona did it. Yeah. yeah well, it's a to- I think when you think of, when people say ath- athletic, you automatically think, uh, you know, specific sports in general. But right. Um, yeah, there. I mean, there's totally different areas of of competition. If you're if you're getting ready for a competition, you can't tell me that somebody standing on a stage isn't competing. the The work that you're doing, I can't. In terms of the competitive nature, it can't be that much different than LeBron going out there and practicing his ass off. You know, right. like when when somebody else is is like out partying, LeBron shooting a thousand right. th- a thousand free throws. You know, when somebody else is out partying in your realm you're in doing an extra set or, or whatever it needs, whatever needs to be done, you're doing it. Like that's, 
I so, went to a bachelorette party and packed chicken in my purse and traveled to Chicago. That's <laughs> awesome. That is so they awesome. And I ate chicken out of my purse. Can love food prep, man. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. I mean, I, you know, I, it's again, like going back to the competition phase of it, when, when it's all said and done and you're standing on stage, you're, you're telling, you're saying to the other people on the stage, this is what I have. Just like another athlete, you know, like a, a running back would say, you know, this is my 40 time, you know, a wide receiver would say, this is my 40 time. This is how fast I am. This is how much I, this is, you know, look, look how good my hands are. I mean, you're basically saying the same thing on stage. You're just, it's just, just in a different way. So that athlete thing just came out a little differently in you. I think the competitive nature, you got to be competitive. If you're not competitive, you're definitely going to lose. Right. And it's, but it's a different type of competitive. I think, I, you know, it's, I'm competitive with myself for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the reason I stopped competing, like I said, is I'm, I don't like looking at, like I said, seeing the women's faces when they lost, and I don't want to say they lost. I mean, second place isn't losing, but when I went overall and I looked, I just remember looking to the girl to my left and her face just dropped and it, it just flashed me back to when, you know, I was being teased or made fun of, or I wasn't good enough when I was younger. And I yeah. just knew that I never wanted to make somebody else feel that way. So I, you know, I competed nationally and I knew going into it, it was going to be my last one. It just wasn't for me. I didn't, I want to lift other women up. I want to make them feel better. I don't want them to feel like they have to compete with me or anybody else to be okay with who they are. That's awesome. So every time you step into the weight room, you're competing with yourself hundred percent. You yep. write down what you did that day. And the next time you go in, you push past what you did the last time and you, that you just won the next time you just won again. Exactly. Every time you go in and you lift heavier or you do one more rep or one more set, it doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing. It only matters what you did last time. A hundred percent. It doesn't matter. And, and every single person is going through their own, their own battle when they're, when they're in the weight room, whether it's mentally, whether it's competing with themselves, like you cannot compare yourself to anybody from baseline genetically on up. Don't compare yourself, you know? Like, 100%. I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, if I, if, if, if I, if I, I mean, if I would have, I mean, I can't compare myself with Joel. He's a division one athlete. I'm not like there's, I mean, there's just differences. That's all there is to it. And, um, it's just, and the reason why anybody's there on any given day. I mean, I think I said that there were certain days at the gym, I was running away from something being there. It was my therapy. It was my stress yep. outlet. And there was other days I was in there working towards something yep. towards the stage, towards whatever, any given day, somebody is in there for a different reason and their performance in there that day is going to depend on where their mind is too. Yep. Good point. Really good point. Yeah. The mindset's huge. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit, we talked earlier about, um, about taking that next step, about sharing uh, what you have with with other people, you're starting to do that now um, at Balance, I think. And and so tell tell the listeners and tell me a little bit more about uh, what you have going on pretty soon. Um, well, I've definitely I've been working with some of the girls down there, um, writing diets for them, writing workouts for them, and. Um, like we talked about earlier, one of the biggest things that they'll say is, I don't really know what I'm doing, or I don't feel super comfortable when I'm there by myself. I don't feel comfortable when there's a bunch of guys in there. So I had kind of talked to Joel about doing something where just get some girls in there together, teach them some basics of weightlifting. And again, as I'm teaching them, talk about all the benefits of why they should be in there, what they shouldn't be afraid of, and why it's dumb to think you're going to get big and huge and giant. Um, and get them to know each other. Then when they're in there, there's a familiar face. Teach them how to yep. spot each other. Um, make them more comfortable with their surroundings because they 
have every I said this a thousand times too. They have that piece of acreage next to that dumbbell is every bit theirs as it is any other man standing there. They have every right to be standing there just as yes. much as anybody else. Definitely own it. Walk in there and own it. Just do it. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I just want them to be. I want them to be empowered. I want them to be comfortable. I want them to know each other and be friendly to each other, so that it's more of a welcoming. The more people that we have that say hello to somebody else. And somebody else is new and walks in, they're going to see that and be comfortable there too. Yeah. So it's, we're all in this together. <laughs> we are, it's, you know, in the end, what, who are you going to, how are you going to win by standing alone in the corner and not helping yeah. somebody else or sharing something that you know or teaching or just being kind? It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I just got goosebumps. I legitimately just got goosebumps. That's awesome. I think, I think, Missy, I think um, your overall message and what you're doing and, you know, there's, I'm sure there are other people like you, well, you, you know, there are, there are other people like you out there that, yeah. that just want to help and maybe they don't have, they have the, uh, they don't know how, or, you know, it's just be open to people, be open to helping people put content out there like you're doing. And, you know, everything that you put out there, it's not, none of it is saying, Hey, you know, look at me, look who I am. All your messages are completely, completely the opposite of that. It all has a story behind it. And I think that's what's so cool because you're right. Maybe if somebody walked up and they didn't know you, they would just think that, oh, you're just a, you know, just a, one of the regulars at the gym and that's it. But you know, it's, it's not like that. Those, the people that are in there, they're in there because they know what it can do. And man, people just, just ask, just ask questions, tap, tap somebody on the shoulder and just say, Hey, (laughs) help me. Because, I mean, everybody, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to interrupt a workout, but you can always get back for to the workout. Seconds. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know, once that. so once... much more than just the superficial ones on the outside. Yeah. Because. 99% of people are in there for so much more than, I mean, what happens on the outside is definitely a bonus, but it's, it's not why you stay for nope. sure. Yeah, because if you if you ignore the person who who taps you on the shoulder or maybe you glance away from somebody who is, is looking and watching what you're doing. You know, may, maybe, just maybe, you could have changed uh, the trajectory of that person's life. Just maybe. My whole life. Yep. That's pretty... My that's pretty whole pa- life has changed. I have no idea who I would have been or where exactly. I would have been if Ramona wouldn't have done that. I got goosebumps again. It's <laughs> crazy. Missy, I, I think what you're, you're doing is amazing, and I appreciate you taking the time. If people have any questions, comments, concerns, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Um, well, I guess probably my Instagram account, um, which the name is Fitness Mom Forty. Um, that has a link to my email, um, so anybody can reach out to me through my email, which is also just Missy McCain at Yahoo.com. Perfect. Um, I have a Facebook page, but it doesn't get updated all that often. It's, my life is kind of revolving around that Instagram page now, oddly enough. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I think, I mean, that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons why you're on here, really. I mean, you just you grab yeah. attention. That's it. You grab attention and you're real and you're truthful and you're honest and, and I appreciate it. And, um, uh, again, people, if you have questions, just reach out to her fitness mom 40 and I'll post all of her other contact info on, on the show notes. So Missy again, thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, Get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.